0: Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke and this is the Uncharted Podcast. Guys, got a Hall of Fame episode for you today, one of our top three most popular episodes of all time. It's called, Why Are You So Special? This episode is all about figuring out what makes your practice unique. Spoiler alert, your practice is unique. It is different than the practices around you. There is a reason that clients would come to your practice as opposed to the half-dozen other practices that are in a five-mile radius. We are going to drill in and help you figure out what that is because, guys, it is important to know what that is. That is how you bond clients. That is how you bond employees. It's about being special. It's about standing for something, believing in something, and expressing those beliefs to other people so they feel like there's a reason that they are here. They know what they're buying into, and they connect and and relate to it. That's what this episode is all about. Guys, this is also a wonderful episode in light of the fact that I am doing a workshop on Wednesday, August 19th, it's called Finding Your Voice How to Speak Persuasively to Groups. This is about getting people to buy into you and what you're doing. If you're a uh, head technician and you're gonna be presenting at a staff meeting, if you're a practice manager and you are gonna be talking to the CSRs to get them on board with new COVID related protocols, if you're a doctor and you're trying to get the other doctors on board with something that you're doing, for anybody who's standing up in front of a group and presenting an idea that you want people to remember and engage with, this is a fantastic workshop. It's two hours long, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on August 19th. That's a Wednesday. And uh, it is free for Uncharted members. It is $99 for the public. You can learn more at the link I will put down below. You can also uh, head over to unchartedvet.com and uh, wave over membership and then click upcoming events and that will show you all of our upcoming events including our get shit done conference uh workshop i'll be doing in october called changing behaviors and getting vet team buy-in uh, we've got a, a team communication Masterclass with me and stephanie goss in november we've got the amazing vet tech kelsey kelsey beth carpenter doing a creativity workshop in December. It's called You're a Creative Genius. You just don't know it yet. We have so much stuff going on. Learn all about it over at UnchartedVet.com. I'd love to see you on Wednesday the 19th. Again, check that out if you think you'd like to be a little bit better at public speaking, at presenting to groups. I think this will be a wonderful resource for you. That's enough of me babbling on. Let's get into this episode. And now, the Uncharted Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back
1: on the Uncharted hey
0: podcast. <laughs> it's me and Stephanie, the wind beneath my wings, goss. <laughs> Rotten. I can't with you. How are you doing today, Stephanie?
1: I am oh. good. Andy, how are you?
0: I am so fantastic. What what have you got on the agenda for us today? We've got. You said you've got something big planned.
1: Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about what, what, how to figure out what makes your practice um, special. What makes you stand out from other practices in your area? I've got um, a a situation, you know, I've been a practice manager now um, and, and been in practice in a leadership capacity for 15 years. And I think this may be, the first time that I've come across this situation, I am working with a clinic right now that is a great clinic, um, wonderful doctors, a fantastic team, great location. Um, we they're in an area where there is a lot of other vet clinics, right. and there is we're trying to figure out what is what is their brand, what makes them special, what makes them stand out, and. I'm I'm kind of feeling up against the wall because they are there's a lot of things that are fantastic about this clinic, but nothing that I feel like really makes them stand out. How do you how do you figure out what your what your thing is um as a practice? Sweet. Okay, great. I love this. Thank you for asking me this. All right, I love this.
0: So let's let's start talking about what makes practices stand out. So uh, we are in an area, we're in an era where there's just information overload, right? And marketing is so easy now, and social media, and uh, just digital marketing, and it's, it's just um, option paralysis for a lot of pet owners. There are just so many places they can go. And so how do you make your little practice stand out and be something special, be something that you can point to, and you can say to people, this is what we're about, this is the practice you come to if you want this thing. Um, how do you get there? All right, cool. Yeah. So let, let's start to lay it out. The first thing that I always do, and we're just going to start at the very beginning. Let me start hammering out some things that do not make you special. If you think <laughs> that your that your special thing is we practice high quality medicine and we have the latest technology, that's yes. not it. Like that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> and but and- and but Andy, we've got we've got digital X-ray. We've got to. We have the latest in word processor technology. Um, we do. We can. We can do. Uh, blood analysis, and uh, we have we a surgery suite.
1: We use Avmark. It was built in 1980. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean we're not the highest technology?
0: Oh no. So um. So important is that we're joking here, but but seriously, important point. Pet owners assume that you do that you do good medicine and that yeah. you have the latest technology like they, they assume that. The other thing is everybody says we do good medicine. Good medicine is what we're about. And when everybody says something, it is not special. It does not make you stand out. It does not differentiate you. You should do good medicine but realize that you are not going to impress pet owners by telling them that you do good medicine because they've heard it a million times. And they, even if they saw it, they still wouldn't know what it looks like. You know, they just, it's assumed that you do good medicine. That's not something that differentiates you. You can't build a brand on that. So, uh, so go ahead and and take that stuff and set it aside. Um, so how do we start to differentiate, our practice from others so there there's uh there's three different sort of exercises that i like to use all right so the first one that we that we do and i think every practice really needs to do this i recommend doing it uh you can do it personally but then definitely do it with your leadership team and so um and th- we're going to circle back to the leadership team part for you steph but um it's core values so what are the core values of this practice like what does this practice believe in what is it based upon um core values for for everybody at home these are the these are the cornerstones the bedrock of your practice and, and what you're about okay these are the non-negotiables if someone doesn't have these core values um they're they're pro- they're not going to be a great client for you Like they're they're just not they're not going to get you they're not going to trust you they're not going to see value in you and the other thing is they're not going to work for you if um if these are your core values and someone does not share these core values they're probably going to get fired or they're going to be unhappy and they're going to leave. And that's not bad guys. The point is not to have a vet clinic that is all things to all people. Cause that does not exist. The point is to have a special thing that you are proud of and that you find reward in working at like, that's the point and is not to make all the clients happy because you will never make all the clients happy. There is anyway. no way that you can make the person who wants a 45 minute, uh, experience examination with their question answered and get a lot of education that you're going to make that person happy and then turn around and make the guy who wants an eight minute physical examination, $15 vaccine. You're not gonna make that happy. You just, you cannot do both of those things. So figure out who you are and then grow that. And that's where core values come from. So, um, core values. The way that I like to come up with core values, and Stephanie knows this. We, 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 she's, she's helped me uh, teach this stuff before. The way I do core values is this, is uh, get your leadership team together or just start with yourself, as I said. I want you to think about your best staff members, your best team members, the ones that if you could clone them, you could take over the world. Like if I had six more Stephanies, this practice would be incredible. Okay, so think of those people. It may be two people. It may be three people. It may be one person. It may just be you. Whatever it is, think about the ones that you wish you had more of. And then on sheets of paper, just start writing down the characteristics that make them that way. Like, what are the ones that that what are the words? Try to get down to specific words. I'm not doing a mission statement here. That's big and flowery. And like. it's not that this is to the point. I'm talking one or two words, and I want literally three to five core values. So stuff like the the things in your mind might be work ethic. Uh, it might be compassion. It might be um, fun. Or it might be positivity. I did this exercise recently, and the person like I uh, asked them about their mission statement, and they were like, "Oh, we uh we practice high. We practice good medicine, and have the latest technology, and we're compassionate, and blah blah blah." And I said, "All right, that's great. Let's put it all that aside." do the exercise about your employees. Tell me about your people. And she just lit up and she was like, Oh, we, um, we, they got your back. These are the, um, let's do this type people. We are in it together. They show up. It's all for one, one for all. They, uh, they, they talk about our clinic. I'm doing air quotes, our clinic. They talk about (laughs) our clinic. And I'm like, great. That they they feel ownership. It's our clinic, you know. It's 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 their place, and they are all in this, all for one, one for all. And okay. she uh, she talked, and she was like, we um we are always learning. We are open to new things. We had a goat, and it had this uh this problem, and and, and one of the vets came and said, hey, I haven't done this before, but I think uh, I've I've learned about this technique, and I think this is what we need to do. What do you guys think about about doing this technique? I think it's, I think it's probably where we need to go. And the techs are on board and everybody's like, let's get educated and let's do what we need to do. And that like they owned it. And her enthusiasm about it was so great. I was like, yes, that's core value. When you get fired up like that. I work at uh, Cleveland Park Animal Hospital in Greenville, South Carolina. Guys, the clinic has been there 75 years. And one of our core values is family. Like our staff uh, talks about family. We talk about the Cleveland Park Animal Hospital family. We talk about uh, our clients being our family. We've had people who have been there. We've seen three and four generations of pet owners. Pet owners, not pets, pet owners, That's right? Awesome. Coming through our doors. And some people will say, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't like family as a core value. Our practice is not a family. That's fine. That's not our practice. That's your practice, which is great, right? Um, the owners believe in this. Our goal is to make people feel like family when they come to us. And we just double down on it, right? I went, I interviewed for a job one time in a practice. It was a faith-based practice. Like religion uh, was really big for them. And they had the, they had Bibles in the um, in the waiting room. They had a cross on the wall. They had uh, uh, quotes from scripture on the wall. The, the veterinarian talked about his faith just very openly. With And it was like, man, you better believe that faith in God, it was a core value for those guys. I didn't. I didn't get that job. I, I didn't take that job. But, but that but was the exam.
1: Right, and I think that 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 point is super valid. Is that uh, going back to what you said about you're not going to be all the fit for all people but there are also people out there who are looking for that thing right like there there are clients out there and I can think of some of them that I've come across in my career who that hospital would be their jam your fan Cleveland Park being a family-centered practice where they know your name where they have seen you through multiple generations of pets that's something that they would that they would love and that they would want and you're gonna um attract what what's the attract your attract your put out your vibe attract your tribe like that they're gonna look for that
0: that and that's exactly it like even the new cleveland park logo has got a little silhouette of a family there's a there's a there's there's a child and a pet and oh, and and, and they the grown-ups like like seriously they're they're all in on family right awesome. and and you're exactly right the faith like the faith practice was man those guys are jammed up they were they were hiring another vet because they're growing and the, their practice is doing fantastic um there's um oh my gosh uh you know we've got a mutual friend tyler grogan and she was a practice manager at a a clinic in in florida and they were all about low stress handling fear-free like i mean to the point that if the pet owner doesn't want to do it if they don't want to come in and get um an anti-anxiety medication uh for the pet who's fearful the day before the practice before their appointment they would actually say to that person, Hey, look, maybe you should look at another vet. Like that's, that's the line in the sand for them is like, yeah. if you guys, say I don't have time for this fierce for just grab my cat out of the carrier, just right. scuff them, grab them. They, they would tell you to go find another vet. Like that's core values. Right. So we're all looking for that magic. And once we, uh, in the Florida practice, once we figured out like, Oh man, you guys will legit send people away. And like, Recommend they find another vet if they're not in on your low stress handling for your free stuff. Once we figure that out, we're like, boom! There's there's your unique. You know what I mean? All of our marketing can be geared in some way, shape, or form towards that belief. Sure. You know, in the in the in low stress. So those are those are the ones that we that we really hope for when we look for um for for core values. We talk about Uncharted uh, the vet conference. So um Uncharted, our core values um community is number one. Like, this this is a community. It's not a conference you show up and leave. It's a community. Everything we do is about community. It's about positivity. It's can-do attitude. Like, that is it. Like, that infuses everything that we're about. And it's about development, personal development, self-development, practice development. It's about growth. And so, um, if someone is like, I'm a a cynic and I don't want to, I don't like to, well, I don't want to hear about how things are going to (laughs) work out or or how we're gonna be. And there's people who don't like that. They don't want right. that. They think it's flowery, rosy. Those are those are not our people. Like they're just they're not gonna yeah. come to Uncharted. If they come, they're not gonna come back. And guys, we're fine with that. Like I'm I'm fine with that. That's that's right. just the way it is. Cause that's what we believe. And so those are our core values, and they're not compromising our our community. You know, when you come to Uncharted conference, you're in the online community. Like you are gonna be a part of this thing, and it goes for a whole year. And a lot of people are like, I just wanna come yeah. to the live event. You, I can't make you participate, but you can opt out of the community. You're in it. And
1: like, so those are, those are the core values. So uh, and I know, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So, so my question is how, how do you, so you have a, a practice like Cleveland parked or, or uh, Williamsburg, Tyler's clinic. Um, You, how do you get from A to Z? How do you go from, I don't have any idea what makes us stand out to this is, this is our thing. You, you start with looking at the people. So, um,
0: I think that, so you've got, I think you've got a couple of, you got a couple of options. I like to look at the people because I can do that myself, right? I mean, this, this is something I can sit down and I can do this myself and I don't, I don't need other people. Now ultimately, I'm going to want to do the exercise with other people because I want them to buy in. Cuz if I'm like these are our core values and everyone else disagrees with me, that's a non-starter. <laughs> so, but 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 I do like I, like I like thinking about the people, I like thinking about what makes them great, what makes them wonderful, what I wish we had more of. And and, and I do that exercise by making that list of all the words that describe them, right? All the characteristics. And then I just start looking for words that I can combine. I start looking for words that are similar. And usually if I have words that are similar, like say that I have like fun, positive, approachable. Those words are all kind of similar in my head. What I'm really, I'm going to put them together. I'm really going to try to push myself to figure out what is the true essence of all three of those things. Is it really is it really being approachable? Is it about openness? Is that the word I'm looking for? So I'm really going to dig into those clusters and try to figure those things out. And I'm going some of the some of the words I'm going to say, you know, I I, uh, I I don't I this is great, but I, I don't think it's one of our core values. So um so that's the exercise I do to try to get down to three to five words. You've got an exercise that's similar. Let's let's explain what that is and how and how you run this for for maybe a more introverted group or a group that uh, when you're trying to do it with a couple of people who may not be comfortable sort of putting their, their thoughts out into the world.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I, I was in I was while you were talking and talking about your method. So I just want to make sure for everybody who's listening, because they can't can't see your beautiful face the way that I can this morning. <laughs> um, so you're making your list. Right. And then you're crossing you're crossing out outwards, you're kind of drawing arrows and trying to group stuff together. And Mm -hmm. then once you have your block of these words are the similar ones, then you're taking them and figuring out what, if I was going to choose one word that summarized these, what is that word? Is that, that, that's what you're doing?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. So yeah. So I think another way that I have done that in the past, that's um, very similar, but works or maybe a different type of group or a different group dynamic. Um, I have had uh, the pleasure of working with some amazing teams who have a lot of uh, quiet, introverted, non y people on them. And right, and so um, you can imagine getting a group of three or four or five of them, and then saying, "Hey, I want you to get up and uh, and use the the paper on the wall or the uh, the whiteboard and in front of everybody. I want you to make this list." Right? They're gonna look like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> You're going to get that look of, oh, my God, no way. So um, one of the ways that I like to do it is to give them all an index card, a three by five card, have them sit in a circle, have them brainstorm their list on their card. They can use the front and the back and then um, give them some time to make their list and then say, OK, I want you to pass your card to the person on the left and have them pass their cards around the circle. And each time they pass it. Um, they're going to go through the person who now has the card is going to go through and they're going to do two two things. They're going to circle or highlight the words that stand out to them. And they're going to put a strike through the words that they don't feel match up with the, how they perceive the, this person or this um, environment, this group dynamic. Um, And so by the time it's gone around the table, you get your card back and you've got a list of things that have hi- been highlighted as standout and um, some input, some feedback from your team about what maybe their perception is of the group without it being like, oh, hey, I don't like that word choice. I, I think you're wrong. I'm right. It takes away some of that that stress and that pressure of working in that group dynamic, which can be, an, which can be a nice thing um, for some of those groups that really struggle with Oh God, who's gonna stand up and be the leader? We all we all know Andy and I are not those people. We're we're the first ones to raise our hand and say, sure, we'll get up in front of everybody and do the thing.
0: And that and that's totally true. I guess that's the, that's the point that I also want to make is, you know, I'm very comfortable getting up and 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 working with a group and and, and having a whiteboard or or a big the big post-it notes you slap on the wall. That yep. stuff I love that stuff. But there are other people I work with. Who, they shrink back, they lean back in that situation, you know, things like that. And it's not about me and my comfort level. It's really about trying to figure out, okay, who who's here in the team and how do I extract the knowledge from them? So, so, so both of these, I think both of these systems work really, really well. Some, some work better in some situations and others, uh, in others, but I think they both get down to the core essence that we're talking about. So we, we talk about that. Um, what, you know, what else are we got? Is that the only way to do this? And the, the answer is no. So obviously you, you've thought about this. You you've probably done this exercise. The the big thing I would say is uh, when I start to, to, to get into a situation like this and I've got a practice and I'm really struggling about what makes this practice special. What, what, what is their, what is their um, unique, uh, unique value proposition? Like mm-hmm. what is the thing that they do that is special? Um, I, I, I start to think about about these things as one. Sometimes I can find great energy and, and insight in the group. And so if I'm struggling, I if, you know, I think a lot of times, I think a lot of times practices that have multiple owners or they have a diverse, uh, sort of diffuse power structure, I think that those are harder to do this exercise with. If you have um, you know, an independent owner, like a single owner, th- the culture is going to radiate from that person. So really you can look hard at that person. And the two or three other leaders in the practice and really kind of pull the essence of the practice out when it's more spread out. Now it's a lot harder. So um, so options that you have, you could do this exercise with the other leadership people and sort of see if there's synergy there. If there's things that maybe maybe there's something that other people see and they see more clearly. Maybe there's things that other people believe in, but they're obviously not showing it, which is why you don't see it. And we go, oh, this is something you guys care about. I'm here, I'm your manager, and I didn't even know that this was a guiding principle for you. And so I, I have had those, those discoveries as well. Okay, that makes total sense. The other way to, the other way to do this is to you just set it aside, as you can set all that aside for a minute. And the other way that I get into what I need is I will start with the client, the pet owner, and I can work backwards from that and end up where I need to be. And so here's how it works. Right. Rather than me going internal and going, what do I care about? What is the essence here? I can go 100 percent external. And what that does, what that means is I go and I look at my clients. Right. And remember now, let's be honest about our clients, here, guys, Uh, you are going to have a diversity of clients in your practice and, and and put them on a spectrum. Right. At one end of the spectrum, put the clients that are just dyed in the wool fans of your practice. You know what I mean? These are the people who bring Christmas cookies. They are, they are writing your five-star positive Google reviews. Like these people are going to the map for you, right? They, they send their friends, they refer people to you. You have those clients, right? Then you got other clients that just, they show up once a year, they get their vaccines and they leave, right? I'm interested in the ones that are, all ride or die pet owners. That's, I want a shirt that says ride or die pet owner. That's what I want. So you're ride or die pet owners, right? Those people love you. One way to get to your core values is to figure out why they love you. Because if you figure that out, now we're backing into, oh, I didn't realize that this is a thing that we do that people love. I just never thought about it. One of the hard parts with core values is that they're so ingrained in you that you don't think that they exist you just live your life and it's the only way that you can think to live a life but other sure. people see what that thing is so start with the target market and you can and people the question is well i don't know How what. Do do that like, ask them okay you can ask them you can i mean honestly even uh, sending an email to your a clients and saying hey i've got a bit of a weird question i'm uh, just sort of doing some reflecting on our clinic and you're one of our favorite clients. The staff loves you. Would you have a couple minutes just to chat with me about your experience? Um, that would help me with our planning. And 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 people will say, oh, my gosh, well, I don't want my pet owners to be inconvenienced. Guys, everybody loves to be asked for advice. It makes them feel special. It makes them feel wonderful. They feel valuable. They feel wise. And everybody loves to share their thoughts and their advice. And so... Um, have those conversations. Like honestly, it, it won't take many. If you call 10 pet owners, that's a lot of pet owners to call. Mm-hmm. And and you will you will hear themes again and again and again, right? The theme you hope you don't hear is you're just the most convenient. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> That's what you hope you don't hear. Nobody um, wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that because that's hard to compete on. Uh, but if you talk to literally even even five pet owners you you will probably hear the same words again and again pay attention to those words that is those people doing the core value exercise we talked about for you okay and so i think talking to clients and saying what do you guys like about us the big question is um would you recommend your friends and family come to us and then the next question is help me understand why can you explain to me why you feel that way and that's where the goal is it's a good opening question It will get them talking and now we are figuring this thing out and we're back and back in okay so um so that's that's the target market approach so i i love that as well so that's number two the third strategy and again completely um completely separate from the first two again to get me back into my into my core values um The third strategy is going to be, um, I call it the three uniques. What are the things that are unique about our practice? What are three things that are different from the other three clinics closest to us? What do we do or have or say that they don't do or have or say? And that's a hard exercise and it requires some real, some real thought. But if you can articulate to me what is unique about your practice, just compared to the three closest practices, now we're getting somewhere. And so, you know, we think through that. Like I said, the Cleveland Park, you would you would hit on the family focus. You would hear on hit on uh, the fact that the clinic's been there 75 years. The other practices haven't been there. You know, you could hit on the fact that we have uh, five doctors, and the other practices around us are all significantly smaller. Okay. Why is that important? What does that mean? Um, boom. And now we start to dig into convenience, availability, support, you know, all those sorts of, uh, of things that, that do make us special compared to the clinics around us. And so what are your three uniques? Try to figure out the things that are special. And one way I can get into this, and this is a, this is a real noodle cooker uh, is, is um, if you were going to make a guarantee to pet owners, Right. If you were going to guarantee, uh, say, I will guarantee you this, what guarantee would you make, all right? If you don't blank after your visit, we will refund your money. If you do blank after your visit, we will refund your money. And I'm not saying make this real, I'm not saying say it to pet owners. But if I forced you, twisted your arm and said, you're going to make a guarantee to pet owners, what guarantee would you make? And so um, go back to the Florida clinic I mentioned earlier, and we, and we did this exercise, and the manager said, if your pet is more stressed and anxious after leaving our clinic, than when they came in, we'll give you your money back. And that's not a guarantee they put to the pet owners, but boy, is that a ballsy idea. If you can make a statement like that, bam, this is a thing that we can build on. Like if we just encapsulate that, if I went to my team and said, "Guys, our here's what I, here's what I want for us. I want one day for us to make a guarantee that says if your pet is more anxious or scared when you leave the clinic compared to when you come in, your visit is free." Holy moly! Like people's heads would explode, but they sure. would all they would also see, like truly see. What is special about your practice? And man, everything would come around that, right? All of a sudden, all your social media stuff is talking right. about reducing anxiety and stress. And you're like, what do we take pictures of for Instagram? Duh, right? Like they, we just figured your whole Instagram calendar out for the whole year is right there. Like pow, 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 pow. Suddenly you're shooting fish in a barrel. This is super easy because you know what your core values are. And people go, why should I come to your practice? And you say, ah, let me tell you something. And, and you say that and, and, and they'll either say, wow, that's amazing. Or they go, I don't have time for that. I'm just getting my dog out of the yard and getting the shot and then getting him back home. That person might not come to you and you go, oh my gosh, but Andy, I'm going to turn that person off. That's not your person anyway. That's not right, the person right. who's going to build your practice. And so, so that guarantee that, um, those uniques,
1: that's sort of the third exercise that I use to try back into that stuff. So what do you think, Steph, okay. what, what would you add to that? that- that makes sense. I have a question for you. So when you're, I'm, I'm imagining um, clinics out there who are thinking about uniques and, and that can be a hard one if you're trying to figure out what your values are anyways, can you, can you look at, um, can you look at things that you have or, um, you know, most people's first inclination is to think about the tools that they have or the, um, the facilities that they have. And And I think that um, it's worth mentioning that you may have something or you may do something in your clinic um, that nobody else does and that, yeah, go for that. If you're the only practice in, you know, your county or your state that has a rehab facility in general practice and you have an underwater treadmill and you have, if you have things like that, that support you in a physical capacity, or is a tool or a technology that does actually truly make you unique? I think that's awesome, and I think that that's a great place to start. Don't discount that stuff, but I think the point that um, both Andy and I uh, want to make sure to make is that, you know, when when you sit down to think about a mission and a vision, it's really easy to to go straight to we practice high quality medicine. We, um, you know, we, we care about our clients. We have, uh, you know, great technology. So does everybody else. We've, we've hit an era in veterinary medicine where things have changed so rapidly, even just in the last five years that there is so much less unique about that. You know, when I started 15 years ago and I'm sure when Andy got out of school, you know, yeah, there was a a major difference between the one doctor, country practice that had you know paper records and no tools and the big practice with 10 doctors in the city that had digital x-ray and nobody else had that you know you had dip tanks and you were lucky if you had x-ray in your practice in your country practice <laughs> versus the city practice that had you know a digital x-ray machine that that was something that that made you stand out but the gap has significantly narrowed particularly in in the last um you know 5 or 6 years and so i think the point is we want to encourage you guys all to sh- to stretch yourselves a little further beyond that. But, but if there is something that does make your practice super unique in that way, don't discount that look beyond it as well, but, but take that into consideration. Don't you think Andy? Oh, I I, I know. I love that you said that. I think that's fantastic. So let, let's, let's unpack that just a little bit more
0: and then we'll sort of bring this to a close. But like you said, um, you've got uh you've got a rehab facility and you've got uh an underwater treadmill, right? Yep. And you go, Oh, that's something unique. The other practices around us don't have that. Okay, I think people's tendency are to say, "Yeah, I told you we practice good medicine, right? That's why we have this. I, we need we that you're just you're just um you're just taking this into the haze when you do that, and you're sort of mashing it all together, and you're you're taking this little diamond and you're just covering it over so that no one can see it, and it looks exactly like the piles of dirt that, that are all around you, right? That, that's what you're doing here." if you say we are the only ones who have this rehab facility, what I would do if I was there with you, I was tell me more about that. Um, do you guys do training for rehab? And you might say, oh yeah, we do CE on rehab because we have this thing. Obviously we want to use it. So we train our staff on it. We have people who come in and do it. We, you know, we have a, a technician who's in charge of rehabilitation guys. Like, I hope your head is going where mine is going. You go, oh my gosh, this is, this is a thing. Like, this is a special thing. The fact that your practice would prioritize that purchase and that training to me that tells me something about what they believe and what they care about and so do not take that rehab facility that rehab center that rehab program that rehab trained technician and just smooth them over or lump them into good medicine air quotes you know um as a whole pull that thing out and and, and show it to people say this is what we care about. We we are a, uh, it depends on what your motivation is. It could be, we're a pain-free hospital. We are the pain police. And we do this in rehabilitation and we'll do acupuncture and we do these other things. We are a holistic practice saying acupuncture and physical therapy and things like that. Like whatever your driving motivation is, I would say something is causing you to be the only practice that has this facility, this treadmill, this training. What is causing you to feel that way? And that's your core value, but you need to be taking pictures of that thing, and you need to be showing it to people, and you need to talk about the benefits of it. And really, it's not just an underwater treadmill. It is a a visual representation of what you believe and what makes you special. And so use it and use it to make a space between yourself and the practices around you and to make yourself unique and to build an identity for your practice and to get your staff to buy into that identity and believe that they are serving something that matters and that means something. And it's greater than a
1: paycheck. Like that's how you play it. So yep. anyway, is that is has this been helpful stuff? Yeah, it, it totally has. It totally has. I, I feel like I've got some tools in the, in the toolbox now. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. Well, great. Thanks a lot. And uh, and let's do this again soon. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. It was fun. And that's our episode. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got a lot out of it. It is,
0: uh, like I said, a Hall of Fame episode. If you have topics you'd love for me and Stephanie Goss to cover, shoot us an email. The email address is podcast at unchartedvet.com. That's podcast at unchartedvet.com. And we will talk to you next week. Be well. Stay safe. Bye.